Now, while we would never suggest San Francisco's not worth a visit, once you've done the city, by all means leave your heart there, but its neighbourhoods across the bay are definitely just as interesting, a lot quieter, hotels are much cheaper, plus there's a great food and wine scene. Our reporter Kristen Henning knows the area well. She went to college there and she suggests some great reasons to also spend time in Berkeley and surrounds. Did you fly or did you drive, Chris? I flew um, and I flew into SFO, San Francisco's airport. Main airport, yeah. I spent no nights in the city of San Francisco. I based myself in Berkeley for the first several nights, four or five nights, and then I spent a few nights a little bit further east in uh, what's called the Tri-Valley area. Well, I think this is interesting because a lot of Aussie visitors probably wouldn't cross the Bay Bridge. They might cross the Golden Gate because, you know, that's an iconic thing to do, I suppose. But, yeah, I've worked over that area in, in the IT sector for a while, so I did get to go across the bridge more than once, but there's obviously a lot to see there, which well, you there as a local it, uh, have investigated. Yeah, and it's um, I'm, just as, as background, my sister used to live right in the city of San Francisco, so I had plenty of opportunity to mooch off of her when I was in college and shortly thereafter. Hmm. And I do have family in Berkeley, so I've visited often, but I this was the first time I really did a whole Bay Area visit based in Berkeley, and it made so much sense. I did go into the city of San Francisco for the opera the first night, and it's from Berkeley, it's easy. You're just driving across the Bay Bridge, and you're right there yeah. in the city for yeah. dinner and, and an opera. Or you can take BART, the Bay Area Rapid Transit, right from Berkeley. Yes. Yeah, that's But the fantastic. rest of it, it is. It's very easy to get around. From my room in Berkeley, I could see the skyline of San Francisco and the Golden Gate Bridge. I spent the rest of my time not really viewing San Francisco, but really trying to absorb what Berkeley has to offer, which is a lot. <laughs> yeah, look, I, would, I wouldn't say to Aussies, don't spend any time in San Francisco. It's clearly one of the world's great cities, no question. Yes. As uh, long as you're not... Uh, too phobic about the ground shaking but I mean if it shakes in San Francisco it's probably shaking in Berkeley too but Berkeley is interesting I've only spent a little bit of time there did you just um, well I guess the first thing to say is hotels would be a hell of a lot cheaper in Berkeley than in San Francisco Central yeah that is true probably the number one reason for visitors to go to Berkeley is because of the huge University of California Berkeley campus which is the the oldest campus in the California University system and it's obviously highly regarded and has shaped the community in many many ways so that brings a lot of visitors so there's a plentiful inventory of hotel rooms but yeah it's a lot cheaper to stay here than in the city and it's easier to drive a car (laughs) yeah well that's right if you've got a car that helps but it seems Mm -hmm. quite a youthful place to me you know oh it is hipsters everywhere yeah and and pre-hipsters hippies uh and and it is it's very interesting in berkeley you sense right away that it's it's casual it's friendly it's family oriented and from that era of the 60s what really berkeley is most famous for now is the food scene because this is where the farm to table restaurants were first established. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yes, Alice Waters, who famous uh, uh, restaurateur in Berkeley with Chez Panisse, and a cookbook author, very well known for being 
really the, one of the first in this category of farm to table. No, and I that don't. restaurant is still going. And oh. on the street where that restaurant is called North Shattuck, it's just a great oh half mile stretch of, of classic food places, a, a cheese shop and bakeries and the um, original location of Pete's Coffee, which is, it is a regional coffee, not known outside of the United States, maybe not outside of the West Coast, but it's iconic to that scene from the 60s that has carried through today. There's a sort of forerunner of Starbucks or something. Uh, yes. In fact, the Starbucks uh, franchise was started by someone who had worked at Pete's. So would San Franciscans cross the bridge to go and eat over there? Sometimes, yes. I, I don't think that happens a lot, right. but certainly everyone from the East Bay and that you know, yeah. all the way up to Napa, because Napa is not a very far drive from, from Berkeley, will go into Berkeley to experience what the city has to offer. Right. It also is a huge driver for arts and culture because maybe because of the university, it's got incredible performing arts, a repertory theater that's very well known, a film and art museum, a lot of performance art and, and visual arts. Right. You can get on the the classic kind of university street where they're the college shops and college restaurants yeah. are and you're going to eat a cheap lunch because it's geared to college yeah. kids and find vintage vinyl shops and the best bookstore in north america and funky poster shops it's just a uh, very eclectic and you'll you'll probably be stopped by people on the street asking you if registered to vote it's still a very politically active and astute area right. and uh, so it's it's really exciting to be there right now the other area that you visited was the tri valley tell me a little bit about that yeah and i you know no one really refers to it in as tri valley other than from a marketing standpoint probably right but it it is three valleys that come together in these hills that are east of the bay area the hills east of the bay area are are just regional park after regional park great recreation area and that includes the city of berkeley too there are fabulous parks and botanic gardens there but in the tri valley area which is about oh 35 40 minutes drive from berkeley or or oakland you have the towns of of uh, Livermore and Pleasanton and Danville uh, and Dublin and these they're they're just classic little casual California towns I stayed in Livermore which is really the center of the oldest wine region in the United States uh, which surprises everybody yeah predates Napa, and a couple of the vintners there, uh, Wente Vineyards, W-E-N-T-E, mm-hmm. and Concanon, are, they were 1800s, 1860s, maybe when they were established, and those two in particular were allowed to stay open during Prohibition because they were providing wine to oh. the church. <laughs> oh, okay. Wente is known for its Chardonnay, but Concanon and the winery that I visited, which was a a beautiful little place called McGrail, are known for their Cabernet Sauvignon. Right, okay. How far away is the Napa? Napa is about 30 minutes north North, of Berkeley, and this is 30 minutes southeast of Berkeley. So uh, maybe an an hour hour away. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, that's and it's, but it's very different. It's got a totally different vibe, and and I really recommend you know people driving through the region who you know may be doing road trip to national parks. That's one of the reasons people visit California is all the beautiful national parks. So. Mm. Take some time to stop in here and do some wine tasting at these historic wineries, and it's much more relaxed there. You're, you're sitting in the winery and maybe seeing a ranch next door because oh. it's uh, not all wall-to-wall development and wineries. Uh, so it's, it's a really pleasant, open, casual experience. So is that on the way to a national park, or would you base yourself in Berkeley and just do day trips out to these other locations would, you mentioned. Well, I think it would be, uh, you could base yourself in Berkeley, certainly, but you can stay, if you're into more of the recreation and the wine experience, definitely stay in Livermore or Pleasanton, and you can go from there further east to the national parks to Yosemite or further south okay. without being in the city traffic. These little towns are not that, but it's such a short distance to hop out. I mean, literally, I can sit at the main intersection in town and look down the road and see where it becomes the country road and the wineries down there. It's it's not a long distance. You could almost walk it, could you? You almost could. You definitely could bike it. A lot of people right. are avid bikers in this area and might do the a beer trail as well or a wine trail on their bicycles. Another thing that this area has that I really enjoyed changing subject is the Eugene O'Neill National Historic Site. It's a bit further north, but I'm reminded of it because that where you, the famous playwright Eugene O'Neill lived for many years right. is up in these same hills. It's got a beautiful view of Mount Diablo, which is sort of the focus point of a lot of these communities. That's the tallest mountain in the area. Yeah. A little more towards up towards Walnut Creek, yeah. but it is a very fascinating site to see where he he worked in his last years of producing a long day's journey into night, for example. So, like I'm a bit of a Hemingway fan, so I, I love mm-hmm. seeing uh, his office in Key West, up, up right. on top of a garage, you know, of his car garage. Yeah, and, in his uh, ship. Yeah, I mean his boat, his boat right there. Yeah, that's right, and and also Oak Park, Illinois, where he grew up. Yeah, mother dressed him as a girl for the first couple of years of his life, and I think that's had a long term impact. So th- th- those things I find really quite fascinating. So how long could you spend on your little trip? How many days did you spend out well, there? Well, I spent only three nights in Berkeley and two nights in Livermore. Okay. It was, if you're on a road trip, you could spend one night in Livermore, I suppose, but it's really nice to have some time there to get out to one of the regional parks. Uh, Del Val Regional Park is the one I went to. and it, it That is a huge attraction for people throughout the Bay Area who want to get out of the city, do some hiking or picnic along this huge lake or do some boating. It feels a million miles away from San Francisco and San Jose. The noise of the emergency vehicles, which seem to... Uh, <laughs> San Fran's a bit like New York now. Those those uh, sirens seem to wail most of the day and night. Yeah, there is. Uh, there are those issues. And, and I, I like that the Livermore area refers to themselves as the sunny side of the bay. Oh, right. Uh, it, Okay. It really is a, a different climate. 
and it yeah, gets and the it, fog it, and um, the sea mist and all that rolls in. I mean, it's very romantic in a sense to be there when that happens. And yeah, I love the ding of the tram, uh, you know, the trolley car and all that sort of stuff. Uh, but after a while, I think you actually do long for a bit of open space. That's right. Well, I've, I've enjoyed vir- uh, virtually travelling with you, Chris, and uh, thank you very much for filling us in. That's a great idea to uh, you know get out of the big city. You're flown into it, but don't don't go into it. Just, it's uh, a great a getaway, car. and yeah. you can access uh, anywhere from the north of the San Francisco of the Golden Gate Bridge to the Silicon Valley to the south is all really accessible from either Berkeley or Tri Valley. Sounds great. Thanks very much. Kristen Henning there, speaking with me, and uh, she gives us some great reasons to spend a few days out of downtown San Francisco. More information, travelpast50.com. That's Kristen's blog.